right. Happy Self-Care Sunday, everyone. Hope you're having a great day. I'm Helen Denham, and this is The Lifted Podcast. It's really just a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. And I'm so excited to share with you my conversation with uh, a new buddy of mine, Brenna Blackman. She is the founder of She Is Mindful and the Mindful Life programs, and she's also a nutritionist, and she just has so much good information to share with us, and we were able to really get in there without any kind of filter. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen to what she has to say, and yeah, the beginning of this podcast got a little clipped off, but basically Brenna gets up at like 4 a.m. and I keep seeing it on her Instagram, and I was like, Brenna, what time are you getting up in the morning and what are you doing? So here it is. Brenna, what time did you wake up this morning? Four. What's your morning routine usually like? Do you get up and you go to the gym and have a little breakfast or Um, early? Get up. um, Yeah, so I get up, I pray, and then I, um, yeah, I get a car. I usually do via, Mm -hmm. and then I go down to the gym. or I'll do Pilates class or I'll go on a run outside and then get home, have some breakfast or shower, have some breakfast. Then I do my fill up time, mm-hmm. which is um, I'll like read A Course in Miracles or I did, I read the Bible like in 2015, 16, and 17, and 18. This year I'm reading A Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. Uh, my devotional, which if people follow me on Instagram, I always post that on my stories. Um, Sometimes a little journal, but just kind of like slow down for a minute and be like, who am I? Like, you know, Um, Mm -hmm. and affirmations are really, really big for me too. Mm -hmm. So every single morning for almost a year now, and it's changed my life. What are some of the affirmations that you kind of run through in your mind in the morning Uh so they kind of change through time but like right now mine are really about manifesting Mm -hmm. um and so like I'm writing a book so one of mine is like I am a New York Times best-selling author Mm -hmm. and then like so I wasn't always in New York and one of them was I live in the middle of New York City um I am a successful entrepreneur and business owner Mm -hmm. one really huge one is um I'm surrounded by the most amazing people, which I wasn't like always, I mean, I, but my family's amazing, but mm-hmm. it wasn't like I had like a good group of like girls and I didn't feel that like sisterhood and oneness. Um, even though I had three sisters at home or whatever. Yeah. So that's a really big one is one that's definitely come true is I'm surrounded by the most amazing people. So Yeah. Well, since I've started to get to know you, a lot of those are already happening for you. I mean, you moved from Portland only a couple months ago, right? Yeah. It's almost two months. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit more about why you decided to move and what that whole shift was about? Yeah. So I originally came here in 2017. Um, I had, I was in like a really low place in my life and I ended up going to Orcas Island on like a soul searching trip and I met this guy and I had the worst feeling about him, but I didn't listen to it. I still, I still mm-hmm. <laughs> talked to him, but he was from Brooklyn. And so I ended up visiting him, yeah. fell in love with the city, realized like he definitely was not somebody I could be around. Cause it was just like poisonous energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, I stopped studying at Oregon state and 
I packed a couple bags after Christmas, came to New York and enrolled at Institute of Integrated Nutrition. And then that was like, that was that. Um, but last year I went back to Oregon to kind of help take care of my grandma. Cause I was working at home and like, I mean, I could work from home and I was writing my book mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, the time there and the place there and everything served a purpose. And if you look at it, like everything's an assignment um, and we can learn from it and we can, you know, be our best from it and it shapes us. But I got to a point where I was just so not happy there. And I think that when you're not happy and like fulfilling your function, you, you can't be, you can't feel fulfilled. Like you can't just settle there. I don't know. I'll get depressed if I'm not listening to my truth. And so I ended up um, having a friend ask me to talk on a panel at her event. And so I came for it. I had like a a week at an Airbnb and I had like a flight to go home a week later and I'm like, I'm just going to stay. And so I figured it out and I just stayed. So that's amazing. And I do, I, I love the story of taking care of your grandmother too. And I'm sure there were so many ups and downs with that, but I just think that's so beautiful because I just feel like our generation is not sometimes as connected with our elders and our, our grandparents and, and not really taking the time to learn enough about them. And, and that's something that I love and I'm trying to do with my own grandparents and try to see them more, you know, and learn a little bit more before they're not here anymore. So I think that's wonderful. It's a good way to look at it. I mean, she has, so she's 95 and has really bad dementia and it definitely, Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm super sensitive to energy. And so it's like to have like, to be around depressed people or to be around people that are kind of like, okay with where they are. Um, I'm not like that. I'm like, I need to do this. And then I, like, I have goals and goals and goals and I challenge myself and, um, I can't just and it's kind of a fault thing too. I can't be ha- like, if I'm not really fulfilled and happy, mm-hmm. then I can't just, I can't just hang out there. So, um, I think it's important to surround yourself with people that are challenging you and that are, um, inspiring you. So absolutely. I'm in the same way. Like I can't stay with a friend group or a group of people or whatever, if I don't feel like positive energy is being emitted and I'm becoming a better version of myself, whether that's in like any relationship and family. So interesting because they're a little bit more concrete. So it's like, they are the ones that really test us. And it's just interesting to see how that can unfold. They're the perfect assignment. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit more about She is Mindful and how you founded that and, and what it's all about. So She is Mindful was very based on, um, it was really based, like I started a vegan blog and it was all about just like healthy vegan food. Um, But at the time I made it, I had like, I was in like the deepest part of my eating disorder and like just trying to sound like a perfect health coach. Um, And then I started sharing like more about the eating disorder. And then I started really getting into spirituality and like Um, love-based living because I used to like eat sleep my routine my schedule everything exercise was based on fear Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I was just like a slave to fear like oh my gosh I have to wake up at 4 a.m and work out I can only eat these things at these times I cannot eat that um and I just I can't go to this place like I was just it's, it's like OCD it's trying to control everything but really you're just a slave to fear Um, and then I finally was like, okay, I gotta surrender. I gotta, um, I can't just keep doing this. And so like 
almost a year ago, November 23rd on my 24th birthday, I was like, okay, I'm going to eat my fear foods. I'm going to miss a couple days working out. I'm going to move things around, change things. Um, and stop saying like no to everything. Cause I literally would not go out to dinner if I didn't know the ingredients and food or like, I wouldn't, um, stay out late because that would mean that I couldn't go work out at 4 a.m. the next morning and so uh, I was really like withholding a lot of truth and love for myself and others when you like withhold from yourself you withhold from others and what you withhold from others you withhold from yourself too we're all really um one and dependent on one or not dependent but like yeah we feed off of each other yeah you playing small is isn't only just like playing small for you it's for everybody like when you have a success and you reach the next level, you're like lifting all of us up. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, true. so I think that, um, I totally just lost no, well, that's You know what? That's why I think it's so brave of you and so important for you to talk about that because I've been through it too. I had an eating disorder in college and in high school and it's, it's, all about finding love for yourself instead of hate for yourself. And it's always tricky to kind of figure out how to feed yourself again and be kind of human again and have a authentic relationship with food when you have such a traumatic past with it. And so many more women, especially than we expect go through this as well. And what I love about the age that we're in now is this like radical honesty that we're all kind of coming out with, which is so cool. And when I started this, it's, it's so new. Um, I was a little bit afraid of that. And I got a little pushback because I'm like, no censor. Let's just talk about it. It's so refreshing yeah. to hear people like yourself be so open about it and everybody else. And I just feel like exactly like you said, when we play small, it, it just affects everybody. But when we really are brave and take a risk, it encourages everybody to mm-hmm. say, oh, I can do that. That's okay for me to talk about. That's okay. Your like, potential. Yeah, Exactly. So how did you go about getting yourself out of that mentality? What was like a switch for you when you were like, okay, I'm, I'm hurting myself. When did you hit the point where you were like, I don't want to live like this anymore. And what was the first step that you took? know the truth of who, like who you are. Um, and when you stand in that power and you know, your potential and you know, your worth and you know that you are like, you are invulnerable. Like you're vul- like what makes you weak is not really making you weak. It's making you stronger. Um, mm-hmm. and to realize that me, um, doing these things to myself is doing it to other people too. And so I think that really realizing that, um, it's not just me that is suffering. It's, you know, everybody, me making this decision to listen to fear is just giving fear more power over all of us. Um, and just wanting to give love more power in my life. And so we all have faith in something, faith in things going wrong or faith in things going right, um, faith in fear, faith mm-hmm. in love and miracles. And so I wanted to do everything out of love. And it didn't come naturally because I didn't, I didn't like recognize the truth of who I was and I didn't really um, love myself. And so like one thing, I, it may not make sense to everybody, but I studied of course in miracles and it says that there's only one real problem which is separation from god or separation from love from the universe from oneness from everybody Mm -hmm. and um i think that manifests in different ways and so it's like maybe when i don't recognize the truth of who i am and what's inside of me the power the love inside of me i act out in certain ways um Mm -hmm. and so it's like maybe i feel like i need to i don't know so i ended up like just surrendering everything 
and just really trying to get to know, like, how did I start believing this? And why did, like, why do I do this? But it's really just, um, like, different traumas that we experience or different, like, fears that we learned growing up. And those make us try to protect ourselves. And that protection, those ways of protecting ourselves and listening to fear is what blocks off all love, all miracles, all abundance and everything. And so it's like just dismantling that wall of fear that is blocking off everything and bringing me out of alignment. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, you're always I getting what you're feeling. Right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So if we're feeling like depressed and like we hate ourselves, we're mm-hmm. going to manifest that and we're going to start to attract mm-hmm. circumstances that push us down and exactly the same for the opposite. The more that we open up and we're feeling worthy of it, it's going to come mm-hmm. right at us. Yeah. Exactly. So were you raised in um, kind of a spiritual household or Christian based or like, did you find kind of your own faith for yourself and how is spirituality different from you than religion? So my, I, like my family said, we were Christian, but I don't think we had a Bible in the house. I never went to church. Um, and then in 2014, I was just like at the lowest of lows. Um, and I didn't have, I felt so alone. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up reading the daily walk Bible, which is like over the course of a year, you read the Bible. Um, and I did it alone. I kind of like isolated myself and then I ended up doing it every year, but it was, I was so fear-based. Um, and even like the church I started going to is very fear-based and, and so it didn't really help me, I guess. I mean, it did in a way, but at the same time, it was like nothing compared to this last year of focusing more on spirit spirituality than, um, religion. Mm-hmm. And I think that, spirituality is the way you express and experience love. I think that um, sometimes religion can divide people and separate them. And I think spirituality is more about like uniting people and like the oneness. And so I like to focus on spirituality. Um, Yeah. And And I don't always see it that way, but now it's like, Oh, totally makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And what kind of lessons are you taking from the Bible? Because it doesn't sound like you're taking anything literally. It's like kind of like lessons or, you know, lessons about love and and openness that are. Yeah. So A Course in Miracles like talks, like it's kind of based on the Bible. It has like, but it's like looking at it through like lenses, glasses of love. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which really helps me because instead of like feeling like, God's out to get you or anything. It's like, no, God sees you as he made you, which is like perfect and innocent. But sometimes we forget like who we are and we feel threatened by things and then we act differently. So I think my mission is to help others know the truth of who they are and who they are. Mm -hmm. And that nothing anyone says or does can change that and nothing they do or say can change that because then they'll believe differently and see the world and perceive differently and think differently and then they'll act and show up completely differently. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So. It's a matter of like rewiring our brains. Yeah. It's so funny. Cause we pick up on all of these, you know, kind of psychological blocks from such a young age. What's really helped me is just writing and journaling it down so I can yeah. look at it all from an objective perspective and be like, 
Like that's a silly belief. What was like so silly? And like looking back from a year ago, even the beliefs that we had then and who we are now, it's like it's a it's a jump. It's crazy. That's why I think it's so powerful. Um, yeah, and I think the word God can be triggering for a lot of people. Yeah. But you know, it's just it's just that source energy. You can call it the universe. It's love. just that, like yeah. infinite love and energy that all of us have and what makes us such powerful creators. And mm-hmm. I think when people step into that power and realize that they are creating everything around them, yeah. they realize that the responsibility that we have for our own lives and our own yeah. happiness, and they start to make some changes instead of being victims to our environment, which I think can happen because if you don't understand your own power, anything can happen. Like you just all let the universe great. come at you. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's if you feel victim, if you feel like, you know, people are mean or all this stuff. Then that's like what you, what you, what you think about and what you look for, you're going to see. So it's like, what are you really looking for? What do you want? Yeah. To see? Yep. Because everything's possible and you just decide 100%. what you want. It's literally that simple. Yep. And there are a lot of people who are kind of speaking on similar things that we are like in the wellness world, which is so interesting to me. I think it's really beautiful. I mean, I remember like yoga meditation never used to be a thing. And now everybody's running around with their yoga mats and going to meditation for fun things. And I think that's such a cool sign of the times and how people are into this more and really starting to get deeper into themselves. And at the same time, I wonder if it's, if everything is coming from an authentic place or why do you think the industry is like so saturated with people so involved in wellness now and holistic healing? Well, it goes both ways. I think that everyone wants to feel healthy and happy. Like the truth of them does. Sometimes we forget that Mm -hmm. and we'll deviate. But I think that like the truth of us wants to be healthy and beautiful and vibrant and like, you know, treating ourselves good. Um, But I think that a lot of people also can do it out of fear. Like I was saying, I used to exercise out of fear and eat out of fear Mm -hmm. um, or to try to fit in, to try to be like everybody else. So I think that some people do it, you know, genuinely. And some people are just still kind of like trying to fit in. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, at the end of the day, I think that's okay. No matter what you're doing, if it's with good intention and you want to like heal and get to know yourself better, Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome. It is. Yeah. No more settling. I think right, exactly. Yeah, realize how much they have going for them and how much they have, you know, the power of their mind, like all thoughts create form. And you want to spend more time with those things that feel really good and like speak to you. Mm-hmm. So what are you looking forward to right now? Like what's coming up next for your, is it She's Mindful? Is it your book? What What's taking your, your focus? So I have like these courses called The Mindful Life and it's M-N-D-F-U-L-L, which stands for Movement, Nourishment, Daily Soul Work and Filling Up. And um, each of the courses just incorporates all of them. So whatever it is, like there's one that is about a lot of like raw foods, but it's also about like detoxing your body through like, exercise and lots of raw foods. And, um, I don't know, there's things like colonics, there's infrared sauna exercise. Mm -hmm. Um, but also like detoxing your mind, like sitting down, like you said earlier and getting to know your beliefs and like, like what's really going on? Like, does this belief serve me? Does this habit serve me? Mm -hmm. Um, does this relationship serve me? And by serving, you know, what doesn't serve you doesn't serve anybody else anyways. Mm -hmm. Other, I mean, so 
Um, and then also like, you know, we have energy blockages from emotions, from traumas. And so there's lots of ways to, um, take care of those. So I think it's all about just detoxing everything. Um, and it doesn't have to be like a crazy fast or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, but just kind of getting crystal clear on what you want and what's standing in the way of you getting to that point, which is really just beliefs, which show up and form so exactly were there any beliefs that you kind of carried over from childhood that you're still working on getting through now yeah um so I grew up with three sisters and I think that a big thing um is like scarcity mindset so it's like the more sisters I had the less of my parents money and attention and um, the more competition, the more I had to be better at this, or I had to, I wanted to be prettier or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so now that I'm really focusing on like who God is and who I am, um, when I recognize the power inside of me, I'm like trying to focus on like our oneness and, you know, like sisterhood and like when I play small, I'm not doing anyone any good. And when I, um, you know, my this girl's like your success is my my success too. And so it's all about like lifting one another up and um, yeah. And, and, you know, somebody, we, none of us have lack. And so it's like to see somebody as like intimidating or whatever, or as better as you to be jealous of them. That's just like, you have to be like, Oh, I need to heal that part of my mind that senses that there's lack. So I'm really focusing on like abundance and, um, recognizing that like I'm whole and complete and um there is enough for everybody too and it's like jealousy is so interesting because it's telling yourself what they have is not accessible to me Mm -hmm. and when you realize that it is and you are worthy of exactly what they have and you can create that if you really want it that's when like the rewiring starts to happen and I'm right there with you I grew up in kind of scarcity mindset, but I don't know why I've just always been like, I I could never make that much money. I could never be that successful. So Mm -hmm. the other day I just wrote, I was like, how much money do you want to make this year? And I literally wrote it down. And I was like, that seems like a crazy number, but literally just like knowing what you want is so like, it is so crazy. And it makes you feel all these things. And then life starts to line up and like give you opportunities to make that happen. Like all of a sudden I learned how to freelance and run my own show. And I was like, okay, name your price. Like how much do you want to make an hour? And people start saying yes. I know. It blows my mind. It's like, it's that easy. And it, it, when you really believe it and start to take the steps to make it happen. I think crazy. seeing that's where it goes to like the Bible where it says your faith will save you. Like I actually mm-hmm. believe it. It's like when you really believe something's possible you'll make like you will make it happen and you don't have to cling to it or grasp to it or whatever, overthink it. You Mm -hmm. have to just know inside and trust like yourself and the universe. It's going to happen. You'll make it happen and just remove what's blocking you. Those stupid, fearful beliefs that are standing in the way. Absolutely. And I think that syncs up directly to how our bodies function as well. And I'm so interested by how you've been healing yourself with fruits, vegetables, whole foods, and more of a holistic healing kind of approach than taking any pharmaceuticals for it. Remind me of what you're, what you're going through and what you're working on healing. Uh, okay. So I have a, it's all started with a dairy allergy, which fine with that. Um, I don't even have any temptation to eat dairy or anything. Yeah. But 
with, um, so I have an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's thyroiditis where your body produces antibodies against your thyroid. And uh, when you have low thyroid, you have like, I don't know, inflammation, you're always tired. It just doesn't work good. It messes with your female hormones. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, and also like having had an eating disorder and being um, low body fat, I lost my period for four years. So I'm using food to do that. One thing is like, and I kind of made up like a diet that works for me. Um, it's a mix of a bunch of things because I have like sensitivities to things and I have preferences and whatnot. Um, but I really think it's based on your beliefs. If you believe sh- refined sugar is not good for you, then if you eat it, you're going to, your body's going to, you know, yes. change because of that. If you don't believe it's bad for you and you think maybe I can have a little here and there, then you're going to be thriving on a little here and there. So, um, I mean, I believe that with like an autoimmune condition to cut out like the beans and legumes and refined sugars and grains really, really helps me. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I do. Also, I think that fruits are filled with like amazing things. And like uh, coming from like with spirituality, I think that like God made each of us and then God made the food. And so it's like, I don't want the man-made processed food. Um, I want the like, natural formed like whole fruits and veggies and I, I I feel passionate about it when I'm like oh apples have these benefits and you know yeah and so I feel and it comes straight from the earth which like grounds us so much to know that mm-hmm. we're consuming like life energy and life force like that just roots us so much more deeply into the ground mm-hmm. I feel foggy I feel like very disconnected when I really eat a lot of refined sugars or processed foods and yeah. it just like my body senses that from my mind. So I immediately like bulk up a little bit. If I stop eating refined sugars for two days, like I wire right back up and like, I can see it within two days. And that is a lot about beliefs. Like exactly like you were saying, like telling myself it's not going to make me feel good, but giving into that, like will immediately reflect. Mm -hmm. So, and I think a lot of people, this is a little bit of a controversial subject um, but I, I think we sh- it's worth kind of talking about too because there's this like there's such a beautiful trend about embracing all body types, all body yeah. types, and everybody does have a different body type. Let's talk about this. Yeah. What I get concerned about is people giving themselves permission to feed themselves terribly or not sh- really care for themselves with love, with the mask on that uh, you know my body's beautiful no matter what, like, you know, do you know what I mean? Like it's hard yeah. to put into words, but it's like kind of using the excuse that all body types are awesome now and healthy when that might not be true. Like yeah. if you're bigger and that's just how it is and you're eating healthy and you're exercising, amazing. Like I do believe all bodies are beautiful. I just get concerned when people use that as an excuse to not truly take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. And is it, what's really, what is it really? Is it really love? Um, because nobody like, I know that when I'm carrying extra weight, it doesn't feel comfortable and it doesn't, if I'm eating in a way that's aligned with what I think is healthy and loving to myself, mm-hmm. um, then I'm, I naturally am just, light and energized and mental clarity and my skin looks good. Mm -hmm. Um, And when I don't, like I definitely use food to self-sabotage sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, 
Yeah, I agree. I think that, I think it's playing victim yeah. in, a, in a way. Um, but all, bo- like all bodies are beautiful. It's just your earth suit. It's just like your vehicle, but like you spend all the time in that vehicle. So it's like, you get to choose mm-hmm. how you take care of it, what you put in it, um, how efficiently it runs. Yeah. What I love about the the whole movement is that it's all about confidence. So it's all about looking in the mirror and no matter what you look like, what size you're at, you can say, I'm beautiful and I love myself. But to truly love yourself and to truly honor and respect yourself, it comes, it goes way deeper than just looking in the mirror and being like, I'm okay with this. It goes down to like, how am I really feeling? Like, is my body going to survive like this for a long time? Is this really what's best for my health? And am I setting a really good example for other people too? So, I mean, it goes in, in always because as we both know, like skinny people or like when we've been at our thinnest and when we look maybe the healthiest, we've been the sickest. Yeah. So it goes in both directions too. But I just thought that that was kind of an interesting thing to bring up because it's such a big movement happening in our society. And just when I think like a lot of crap is talked about dieting or whatever it is. And I know like, for me being, you know, I did have an eating disorder, but it's also like some of my heaviest times I've been the most depressed and had a horrible relationship with food and some of the skinniest I've had, mm-hmm. you know, the best or the worst relationship with food. And so it's really about self-validation because I know that my family would have me be bigger, but their idea of like their ideal healthy of me is not the same as mine. Right. And so quieting that noise and being like what do I believe what do I want um I grew up like always being super scrawny and my mom would praise us for like eating anything whatever it was junk food and she eats a lot of junk food and so it's like um and she also fed us healthy food she's an amazing mom but Mm -hmm. and I had a really healthy like relationship with food growing up but at the same time um like you know, get, with an eating disorder, she would always like get all excited about me gaining weight or about me eating like a treat. And mm-hmm. so if I didn't have a treat, she's like, Oh, it's Friday. You're not going to have a treat. And that really played a role because I'm such a people pleaser. And so it's like, I would eat to get, you know, that praise from her. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like coming to New York. It's like, I don't have all that going on. Um, I don't have all that. Like the parents input or whatever. And so it's like, no, who do I want to show up as? How do I want to be? What do I believe? Um, yeah. And I That's think with, a- with social media, yeah, you see, you know, what everyone's saying to eat and do and mm-hmm. everyone's like food freedom. But like, if you're eating crap and it doesn't really feel right and good to you, I don't, I wrote a post on this today, but then I didn't post it. Oh yeah. So, like I didn't, I, I need to think on it more because it's, yeah. you know, it's touchy and you want to be careful what you say, but it's Very like, touchy. yep. Yeah. I have my beliefs and it's like, it's time to, you know, not listen to people say, Oh, if you eat the same thing, you have an eating disorder. If you don't eat grains or sugar, then you have an eating disorder. No, I have an autoimmune condition yeah. and it makes me feel a lot better not to. So it's about what makes you feel good. And I just know that people putting all of this processed food is not really making them feel good or the best that they can, or maybe they don't see that because they've never felt that good before. So they're like, Oh, I feel fine. But it's like, you don't even know like what, how clouded that can make you until you try to really clean out your system. And do you ever worry? Like, um, like 
I was always, when I was at home in Oregon, I'm like, I'm not eating that. It's not organic or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I worried about like others thinking that I thought I was better than them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all worth organic, freaking high quality, high vibe food, but some people just don't recognize it. And so it's not a matter of, you know, thinking you're better. It's like, I love that you brought that up. Yeah. Um, it's, it's about food in that way. And it's also just about talking about this subject, spirituality, knowing your own worth, being abundant. Like somebody said to me the other day, kind of like, not so harshly, but like, do you think you're like some kind of life coach or like, kind of like, is it really your place to talk about this stuff? And it really made me feel kind of sad and very self-conscious for a minute. And I was like, am I really worthy to be doing this? Am I some kind of like, do I have this major ego about me to like put this out there and talk about this stuff thinking that I'm better and I can like help everybody. But it's like, I, it was an awesome test. It was like, it showed up for me and it was like, okay, you really have to like, think about this. Why are you doing this? And it's because of conversations with people like you that we can really hopefully inspire somebody to check in with themselves and be like, Oh, how can I love myself more and open my heart more and give that back to other people? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to work through my own stuff too, but like, it's okay that I'm sharing. And, and if that isn't something that that person understands, that's okay. And, and maybe that will give them a little bit of a chance to say, Oh, how can I open up a little bit more? You know, they don't, nobody has to be aligned with exactly what we believe or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just an opportunity to, to help people like love a little bit more. And that can it'd be an interesting challenge. I never expected to hit like a ball going into this world at all, but I did. And it was good <laughs> to work you through. Know, I'm so glad you started this. I think that people need to hear like truth. And, you know, you go there, you talk about those things and so many people stop there and it's like, you're going to have haters no matter what. Um, but you playing small isn't going to help anybody. It's going to block a lot of people off from reaching next level. Cause um, I mean, you're here to serve your purpose and yeah, exactly. Like reason. Yeah. It's just conversation, you know, it's just talking it out. And, and I know that I have so much more growing to do either way. It's like, it's never going to stop. So when I look back on, you know, how we're talking now, we're going to have learned so much within the next year. So it's like, we're just doing, we're just doing the best we can with what we have and, and, you know, sharing and being open and it's all coming from such good intention. Yeah. And like, so I was at a dinner with like five health coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, all look like they have it together. Gorgeous woman. Like, and um, at the beginning it was very surface level, everyone trying to be perfect. And then near the end we really got vulnerable and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I really like, I know what my hat, cause I've been manifesting. So I like visualize my highest self. I know how she acts. Yeah. Um, and I'm willing to become her, but are my thoughts and actions always aligned? No. Um, sometimes I forget and sometimes I do self-sabotage. Sometimes I like, I know what the highest self would do, but I'm like, mm, not quite ready to do that yet. Mm-hmm. And so, cause there's still these underlying beliefs that I need to clear out. Um, and it's hard to like, be like, no, I have like a month until this. I want to have like, I want to overcome this hump and this struggle by then. Um, but it's like, you have to take away time and just be like, just, just be gentle with ourselves. Um, But anyways, we were sitting there at the table and I was just telling them like how much I'm struggling with these things. And then everyone opens up and we all as health and nutrition coaches have a bad relationship with food at times. (laughs) Yeah. 
yeah. And it was huge. It was like, you know, it's, it's just being vulnerable and like, nobody's perfect. And, and that's what makes us all perfect. It's like, this is just a human experience, but like the truth of us is, you know, perfect and innocent. We just forget that sometimes. And then we, we act differently and, you know, see differently as we're in our, our bodies and whatnot, our earth suits down here in the world. So exactly. It's like trying to remember who we really are, how we came into this world. And, and I like to think that we consciously chose to come here. Like there's some, like, I believe that we're infinite energy. We're infinite source. Um, that these bodies are exactly like you just said, like little earth suits. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. I really wanted to, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. as we were talking about that. So this is from my devotional. Great. And I thought of this, you know, when we were messaging back and forth about before doing this podcast, but it says chaos often fosters the greatest creativity. Breakdowns often precede the greatest breakthroughs. And when the pain is greatest is often when we're on the brink of the greatness, of the greatest realization, the ego would prefer that we not look directly into the darkness. It would not have us investigate our pain for that is when we can learn from it. The ego knows that crisis often leads to that pivotal moment when we fall to our knees and ask God for help. The ego is endangered by crisis, preferring that a mild river of misery simply run through the background of our lives. Never bad enough to make us question where it comes from or what it means. Yet that painful moment, endured and transformed, is our chance to root Satan Um, which could be fear and remove him forever when the pain is burned through rather than numbed when our darkness is brought to light and then forgiven then and only then can we move on and move on we do the ego knows this and stakes its life on the fact that we don't so it's like if we don't have those really low points that you know make us surrender to love then we'll just kind of live like a so-so life and that's Mm -hmm. not good so it's like embraces really you know tough pain painful times because great great things are going to come from them absolutely and like it's okay to go into it and I think it's so important to really feel that pain so that you can recognize it and like I always was like just don't cry like when you cry you're you're weak or whatever but it's so like powerful to have a good cry once in a while if something really hits you to work through it and like allow it to release and just like watch it go and it just feels so good after afterwards, like when you just release it. And then I think the important part is just not to wallow in it. It's like, okay, feel it, really like feel it, get in there, get dirty with it, and then get out of it. And yeah. Learn your lesson. I'll be honest, it's been like the toughest year. So I said on like November 23rd of last year, I like really surrendered. And it's been the toughest year of my life to like shine light on all those dark places and go through these beliefs and realize like, things from childhood are still impacting me, like things from when I was five, you know, and like, I'm writing my book on this, by the way, uh, about, you know, going back and be like, Oh, this happened at this age. And that's why I believe that and whatnot. Um, but it's been the toughest, most uncomfortable, messy year. Like I literally gained 15 pounds and like, it's so hard because like I identified with my body and like, with my workout routine, like, Oh, you got to wake up at four. And yeah, I still wake up at four most days, but I don't, you know, all the time. And like, I don't always do what I know is best. And I don't always eat, you know, my 
raw food. I sometimes I'm like, oh, I just want to eat like protein bars all day or I want to go get a baked good because they're all over New York. I, I want to eat gluten. And like, um, it's been a really, really rough year, but also like, I'm so excited because I know what's on the way. And I know that I just have these like things that I need to clear out these untrue beliefs. And then once I clear them out, like I will have like, you know, experience greatness, but it is uncomfortable now, but I'm also like remembering what's on the way. So be happy where you are and excited for what's on the way and just know that it is on the way. Um, It is. And we always have that choice. And I think sometimes people like don't know, what they want. I feel like sometimes they're like, Oh, how do I even know? Like, what's going to make me feel good. It's like, you just know, like choose the better feeling. Like when you sit with a certain idea, how does that make you feel? Does it make you feel heavy or does it make you feel light and excited? Just keep following that like light feeling. That seems to be the best way. I'm always going to get it right the first time. And so I think that like just spending a lot of time in like what you said, what feels good. And just like, I visualize a lot, like, I think of my highest self, like, what does she look like? How does she think? How does she care herself? How does she think about food? How does she eat? What does she dress in? What's her routine? I literally wrote down my schedule of my highest self and then my former self. And I'm seeing like little changes and stuff. Um, But just really remembering like who you truly are, your highest self is. Um, I recommend everyone listening, like, do that. I love what you just said. Like get so specific about exactly yeah, what you want program. life to look like. Do you have yeah. any other programs? Yeah. Yeah. It's, so one of the programs is like called claiming her mm-hmm. and I think your visualization, all these different practices that I've done, just getting to know her capital H her. So you get to know her and then you get to know little case, her former her like you now. Mm-hmm. And then like, what's the difference? What do you have to do to become that person? Like, I don't know. Like, and then those are, those are your affirmations. Make some goals. Like, I don't even have a boyfriend right now, but one of mine's like, I'm an exceptional wife and like, I'm a wonderful mother. And, um, it's just, yeah, get to know your highest self and fall in love with her. But also fall in love with your little you because, you know, she's just scared. It's really, she's just scared. So you have to love, you know, former, former you. And then also, highest you and just yeah absolutely yeah and the universe you know kind of speaks in frequencies and emotions so whatever you're feeling like you're really getting and I think the more specific we can be and tap into that feeling so it's like when we write down these so say we're dreaming up like for example your dream boyfriend or your dream husband like writing down exactly like how he treats you what he looks like where he goes like what his habits are daydream yeah daydream and like get specific about it and feel it like it's like the manifestation when we feel it not just think about it but like how would that make you feel like how would it make you feel to be hugged by that person or to talk to that person I did that with my current boyfriend I tell him that all the time I'm like I literally dreamed you into existence he showed right up same with our apartment now it's like everything I I asked for so specifically because I did what you suggested. I was like, I felt it, visualized it, felt it. So it's exciting. It's like a game. It's like always. It is the manifesting game. And then you don't yeah. have to take everything so seriously. It's like, Oh, maybe I want to change that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. The other day I was like, I was like, Oh, well I want to figure out like 
how my body's gonna like be before because it's my body's been all over the place in the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, and so it's like I don't want to go spend a bunch of money on clothes and like I was totally thinking with scarcity mindset. Um, And then I took myself shopping because I know what it would do. And I was like feeling the feels of like, you know, buying these nice clothes. And then I got like literally five new Instagram collaborations coming in, which are like the highest paying ones I've ever had. Yeah. It's like, it really, it really works to just Mm -hmm. feel the feels, um, the good ones. And like, and also focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Because where your attention goes, the energy flows. So it's like, Yes. Stop focusing on what you don't want. Mm-hmm. Focus on what you do want. Exactly. It's all that rewiring. Mm-hmm. Um, and lastly, I just want to talk about the, the community that you've built. I think it's just awesome. You're, you're very new to the city, but you're also immediately bringing people together here. And it's so cool. I, I know you've got like a goddess group coming up that you're forming, but yeah. um, how have you become so in touch with being a community builder and... It's actually so important. (laughs) It's so (laughs) neat to me too. Um, But yeah, like I was not a good sister with my sisters. I was the only one, because I have three sisters, I was the only one that would not share clothes with them. Um, And I just wanted to be so different from them. Mm -hmm. I'm not really close. I'm kind of close to one of them. Um, But the others, we just had icky energy and we're very competitive and like, um, and so I think that it's like, that was not sisterhood. Um, and then in the last year, I've really focused on oneness and the truth of who I am. And so I don't feel threatened by anybody. I feel more like one and like I have a responsibility to lift us all up. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when my sister, which I think of as a friend now, um, and my group of friends that I've met here in New York are more sisters than my physical, I mean, like blood sisters now it feels like. Mm-hmm. Um, but also seeing that like, I mean, it's so hard to explain, but it's like the most beautiful thing. I think when you get a bunch of women together and they're vulnerable and open and they know the truth of who they are and they're confident and then, and like secure in that, because then they don't feel like, you know, one success means less for them. Right. But I think that it's like, I don't you feel like you're a good initiator. I think that's what it is. It's, it's yeah. like, I... I need to be asked a lot of the time. Like I, I'm hardly the one to make plans. Like I just kind of show up unless okay. I'm doing something very specific, like yeah. for work or something where I'm like, okay, planning this out. But like, yeah. I'm the one that needs to be asked and you're a really good organizer. So yeah, you're, I, I craved it for so long. Like mm-hmm. when I was, in, I have no friends in Oregon and I craved that like sisterhood and that friendship and that like closeness in relationships and friendships where you're actually like open and honest and like it's meaningful, mm-hmm. you know, like, surface level um and so yeah I was just messaging people and then I was like I'm gonna be in New York at this time like let's get a meetup together um but it's like also I just crave it so much and like and so I mean I tried to just put people together and then and it makes us also happy too like it gives all of us like this feeling of sisterhood too because we know we're all out there we just need an excuse to get together and like talk about what we're all working through get together we can lift each other up and so that's like this sacred sunday goddess group it's like the idea is like it's a networking thing because yeah people can be like i have like this is what i can do 
And then this is what I need to become next level. And then another person jumps in and they're like, oh, I can do this. And so it's like, and it's like when you get to know a food brand and they're looking for somebody for this, and then you get to know your friend and she puts on events and it's like, oh my gosh, you should, you guys need to connect. And so it's like that, but then it's also like, I think that the biggest part of this event coming up and we're going to do it every month is like being open and having an open heart and being able to talk about like what, you need to overcome like what you want. So it's like the visualizing what you want, what's standing in your way, like what is not serving you right now that you need to release, um, what thoughts, habits, relationships, and then what, what are you welcoming? And then to have other people supporting you in that. And, um, just knowing that I think Mm -hmm. will be really, really beautiful and powerful like I think it's going to be so powerful to get together mm-hmm. if people can just open up and feel safe um absolutely it takes out that kind of competitive edge and yeah. it completely into something way more productive into being like there's room for everybody and yeah. way more well, it's like that dinner that I went to with those health coaches it's like it started very competitive and like oh, what's your food philosophy? And what's like, mm-hmm. what are you doing next? Like, how many clients do you have? Yeah. And then it ended up being like, oh my gosh, like we need to meet up and do this. And like, let's do this together. And Yes. Yeah. I found the same thing in, in music, like unrelated, but kind of related. It's just like, when I first starting to make music and go out onto the scene, I was like, oh, like this person's better than me. They have a production team that's bigger. And like, as I just started to make friends with these people, we just started hanging out and making music together. And, and like, it was just so much better. And now there's just no competition because everybody's got their own energetic signature and frequency and something different to offer. So it's just like, there is no competition. It's just you against yourself all the time. I know we create all this stuff in our heads and it's so silly because it's like mm-hmm. when we are competing and we're like, it's like, Oh, I'm not telling her about this thing. Cause I don't want her to go because then what if she, you know, does this. And I have these thoughts all the time, but then I'm like, no, that's not love. That's fear. I'm going to connect those two and I'm going to invite this person to this. And it's yes. like, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. It's always fear that gets in the way. If you think that like somebody's better than you or like, there's a reason you shouldn't be there because. And it's holding us all back. All yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Brenna, can we pull a tarot card to close yeah. it out? Yeah, I love that. Cool. This is the fountain deck. It's it's like this lovely little the inside of it says you are the voice and the breath of universes. Cute. Beautiful. What can we ask? Well, the last time I asked, like, what does our collective energy need to hear? Okay. Yeah. Do a little shuffle. This is a great excuse for me to use these too, because they've just been like sitting around when I feel like gonna say do you do this every day like I go in phases but it's like it kind of helps you line up and it gives you a little bit of perspective that you might have not considered and you know I I love believing in magic and like x factors in the universe and everything and I'm so open to understanding like spirit guides or different frequencies that are coming in and tarot cards kind of give me a chance to play around with that a little bit and no matter what, like whatever the card says, it's, it's your own interpretation. So you're going to get to know yourself one way or the other. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so, okay. What are we going to pull? We got the eight of swords. Ooh, cool. So this card is picturing like eight swords coming at somebody's kind of chest area. So it's like, you can kind of interpret it yourself. Here, I'll show it to you. 
That's interesting because whenever I come up with these emotions that I don't like, it's coming out of, it's like, I feel it in the chest always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Eight of swords. Well, let's see. I'll look it up. Yeah. I usually try to kind of interpret it myself first. So it's like, it looks like this person's feeling kind of pressured by outside influences and feeling like they're kind of like under the knife. So I think this card could be a wake up call to say like, come out of that, like, Self-validation, which is like my post this morning that I wrote and didn't post. Yeah, there you go. Okay, cool. So this is saying it's, it's the title is blind fear. A woman finds herself in a truly difficult situation that she imagines to be impossible. There is a way out, but she's closed her eyes, lost in mental bondage, concerns, and regrets. The eight of swords reminds you that life brings obstacles and adversity. But if you open your eyes, you recognize that your worst enemy is fear. The blindfold is transparent and the swords are illusory. When focus shifts to reality, it's time to acknowledge it, feel the pain, show courage, and move on. You must move on. The meaning is mentally trapped, self-doubt, immobility, a seemingly impossible task, and obliviousness to one's blindness. So I, our, it seems like our whole conversation today was based around getting out of that fear, getting out of our own way, and just trusting what feels really good and being brave and like opening up. So. Yeah. I like that card. That was a just, just was perfect. It's like I just started doing like some speaking on panels and it's really about getting out of your own way because you have a message to, you know, to be honest and speak about. And it's like, I was so, I hate public speaking uh-huh. like in school. I would like sweat and skip school because of it. Mm. And so I started like doing this thing called EFT, emotional freedom technique tapping. Oh yes. Public speaking. And the events turned out amazing and the panels were amazing, but it's like really getting out of your own way. Cause that's, you know, being embarrassed and insecure is a selfish emotion. It's mm-hmm. yeah. It's more focused on. Yeah, exactly. All, it's all the ego. Yeah. I love that. So Brenna, where can people find you? Instagram? What's your website? Yeah, so my website is www.mindfulwithbrenna.com or Brenna Blackman on Instagram. Um, yeah. Beautiful. I love talking to you so much. I know. We yeah, know people are going to learn a lot from you. So thank you so much. Thank well, you. Love you. Signing off. All right. Thank you all so much for listening to episode two of the Lifted podcast. Um, I'll be rolling out new episodes every Sunday. So stay tuned. We'll have some awesome guests on. And if you want to follow along on Instagram, you can find Lifted at We Are Lifted. And my personal Instagram is at Helen, H-E-L-E-N dot Denim, D-E-N-H-A-M. All right. Talk to you soon.